Ghost Adventures is the sole property of the Ghost Adventures crew and Scripps LLC. We're not in any way affiliated with any of them, we just like watching them do their thing. So if you like Ghost Adventures too, support the crew in the Travel Channel. Also, this podcast has profanity in it, so take whatever precautions you feel are necessary. Hello and welcome to another episode of Insanely Haunted, the show where we watch and review every episode of Ghost Adventures. My name is Max. I'm Cassie. I'm Emily. Welcome. Welcome, Emily. Hello, Emily. Hello. This is your first time on our show. It is, and it's my first time watching Ghost Adventures as well. That's what I love. That's very special. I love this. So how did you enjoy your first episode of Ghost Adventures? Let's just get that out of the way. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay. I think I'm a convert now. Okay, good. (laughs) That's, That's how it usually happens with this show. Uh, We are starting on our first foray into what the DVD box sets are calling season four, though I have no idea whether that's accurate or not. Uh, And this is a very special one Mm -hmm. because Cassie and I have actually been to this place that they went to. The boys are at the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, Colorado. Yeah. Yay, surrounded by the Elks. Surrounded by Elk, which Zach (laughs) apparently is really into. And, And likes to put spooky background music to images of these Elk. That are just peacefully like eating grass. And they're stuff. just chilling yeah. out. Yeah, and they're just <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, you may or may not know that the Stanley Hotel is the hotel that was used as the basis for Stephen King's novel The Shining, uh, which of course means that the Ghost Adventures crew are going to do a bunch of reenactments of scenes from The Shining, uh, including Zach walking around with a hatchet in the hallway of the hotel, and then Nick and Aaron standing side by side with creepy blank expressions on their faces. I want to know if that was a real hatchet. It looked like a real hatchet. It did look like a real one. Um, because he was really like swinging it. Yeah. And who let him have that? Who let? <laughs> what adult was like? Yes, you can have that. Who gave Zach yeah. the axe? All right. Who did it? Uh, so he at the very beginning of the show. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but when Zach is imme- is introducing the the Stanley behind him, uh, standing in the window is a child, just sort of in the frame, <laughs> looking at the camera. I don't know if y'all noticed this. It sets the tone for this episode because he doesn't, this is a pretty unprofessional episode of Ghost Adventures, I would say. Yeah, one of the many. Um, And he does that that opening where he's continuously talking, but he does it in different areas where he's like walking towards the camera, turning around a corner, going through a doorway. Sometimes like standing behind things so you can only see him from the waist up. Yeah. Which is weird. I just want to mm-hmm. see him do this, but in weird scenarios, like he's on the toilet. And... <laughs> the door opens, his pants are around his ankles. <laughs> he like steps out of the shower. Yeah. He's got a towel on you. Yeah. And he, he's totally nude and he just has a blurred out thing of his wiener. Getting his nails done. <laughs> yeah. He'd probably love that. Yeah. He warned the oh, ghosts. speaking yeah. of which, yeah, yeah, he does. He does, in fact, feel the need to warn the ghosts that he is going to be nude at some point in the night. Yeah. Um, and he does this while he's talking to a. Wait, kid. wait, wait, wait! Before we before we get to the people, okay, okay, we have to mention the booms. Okay, yes. In the uh, intro, so I'm calling this. I've just coined a term for this because it's one of my favorite features of Ghost Adventures. I call it the slam zoom. Yeah. Which oh. is where they zoom in really fast on something and they play the. Doof noise and they do it like because zach is talking about how they're going to have like a three-part lockdown which by the way there were only two in the yeah, episode yeah. so. <laughs> 
So every time he's talking about the place they're going to be in each of these three parts, there's like, <laughs> as they view into it. And it's so redundant and repetitive. And they're all like the same image of like Estes Park, but focused a little bit differently. But they, you just keep seeing the green of Estes Park. Boom. <laughs> and they're like circled everywhere they go. It's Yeah. They're like football commentators that have just um, been able to actually use their little pens for the first time. Oh, and they're yeah. just like drawing <laughs> and like zooming in. And Aaron, Aaron got yeah. Adobe Premiere and he can't wait to use it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, so, yeah, they're talking to this kid in the very beginning who's apparently been through a lot. He said he's had two heart transplants or something like that, God. which is fucking wild. Yeah. I feel so bad for him, but at least he's alive. Yeah, at least yeah. he's here. Um, and this is the kid who is talking with Zach and Zach is like, so do you think this place is haunted? And he's like, sure. <laughs> just like, why are you talking to just some guy? about? Well, this? he says that he feels very uh, it, it feels very personal to him because he's had uh, several near death experiences. Oh, OK, well, that's that's Zach's, yeah. that's Zach's into that kind of thing yeah but he never shows up again yeah no, he's, yeah. Gone. <laughs> he's gone uh so they also he was too intimate he there was too much man and and zach needs it all for himself so he's got he's <laughs> yeah. got to be the most manly guy on camera yeah his hair yeah. was a little bit too similar to zach's <clears throat> that's it, true it, it was blonde it was blonde but, but yeah gelled and spiked so do you guys remember um zach is talking to a uh a like s- local paranormal expert named celia mm-hmm um, do you guys remember Celia's explanation for why there are so many ghosts here? Yes. <laughs> do, do you want to talk about that a little yes. bit, Cassie, since you're uh, an expert in the subject? Okay. So apparently in the spiritual world, uh, limestone and quartz are supposed to be spiritful, I guess. They're good ghost eaten. Um, which I don't understand, uh, from a scientific point of view, what, what, how that is a thing. Um, I could see them mis like thinking, oh, cause there's quartz and apparently quartz is supposed to be like spiritually good for you or something. Um, okay. So here's some science. Quartz is made out of two oxygen and one silicon. So it's SiO2. And then, um, limestone is calcium carbonate. It's a rock made out of calcite and calcite is made out of uh three oxygen one calcium and one carbon and it's basically tums so if you if, if you, you eat tums you have if ghosts you, inside yeah if you oh. if you tend to get a lot of ghosts after you eat some tums then i guess maybe you got something there but that's what limestone is and what was really funny to me about this was that while she was explaining this zach says oh because of running water yeah, I picked up on that, too. And she um, steamrolls right over it like he didn't even say it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. No, that's another thing. So apparently in the spiritual realm, running water is like a pathway for ghosts or whatever. And okay, yes, um, limestone um, has a relationship with uh, groundwater. And that is that um, since groundwater or, or natural water in particular. Um, natural water. It's just like, Raw I don't know, water. precipitation, rain, it goes in the ground and then it's groundwater or it becomes surface water like in a stream. It's naturally slightly acidic. Our water is naturally slightly acidic. So we literally do have acidic rain, but it's not like acid rain like it's going to burn you um, unless there's pollution, in which case that's why we need the EPA. <laughs> God, uh-huh. God save the EPA. <laughs> um, Zach was claiming that the limestone and the quartz somehow altered the geomagnetic field there is no iron in limestone or quartz there's no magnetism so with running water and its relationship to limestone 
um, limestone gets dissolved by groundwater. Okay. Um, and if you want an ex like do a little geology field trip, this is actually a field trip and actually it'd be right up Zach's alley. Um, this is an actual field trip I had um, in my 101 geology class in Indiana where there's lots and lots of limestone. Tons of limestone. Um, on the campus of Indiana University, there are graveyards scattered throughout the campus. Um, and one of the most notable is right next to uh, the Union Building, which has a very shining, like, old, beautiful hotel attached to the Union. Um, right outside is a graveyard with gravestones from the family that used to own the property. And um, our mission on this field trip was to notice what the gravestones were made out of and what made them different from each other. And so if you ever go to a, a graveyard, particularly one that has older gravestones, you'll notice that those older gravestones are made out of limestone and newer gravestones tend to be made out of granite. And you'll notice that the limestone gravestones oh. are, okay. yeah, yeah. are more dissolved mm -hmm. and the, the granite ones are not. And that's because limestone dissolves with acidic water. If you literally like threw up on some limestone it would get fizzy? It would get fizzy. Nice. It literally dissolves. So um, here's a cool experiment that you can do, is go out to your uh, local graveyard <laughs> and just puke on some gravestones and see what happens. Please don't. Please don't do that. I'm Please sorry. Don't do I'm that. an idiot. Don't do that. Um, just, you know, I don't know, take out some some vinegar with you and just, uh, it's basically- Probably don't do that. No, not to, a, not to a graveyard. I'm just saying, like, if you live in an area with a lot of limestone, grab some vinegar, pour it on some limestone, and you'll probably see it fizz. Or squeeze a lemon. Yeah. So can we also talk about the fish ghost thing oh. that Zach did oh, yeah. real quickly? Because this is, I feel like this is tangentially related to the water limestone bit. Considering a lot of limestone is left behind from like seashell fossils. Am I getting that right? Yep. Okay, cool. So <laughs> Zach does this bit where he's standing in front of an aquarium and he's talking about how apparently since everybody ate trout back in the day, there's a lot of trout ghosts. And he tries to do this joke where he's saying that sometimes people see trout ghosts. Um, and then he's like, this wall right here in front of me is where they said to see them, but there's nothing here. It's just a wall. So I don't know, but it's clearly an aquarium. And he's like trying to be funny and it's like, Woof. nice it, attempt. It's so bad. It's so bad. And it just makes me feel like, well, bears are just like wandering around with all these trout ghosts following them since they eat them all right? the time. Bears are followed <laughs> like, by... Bears, like, maybe Zach should interview a bear about these trout ghosts. <laughs> Well, he does nearly die I in wonder, every episode of the show. So I wonder yeah. what interactions with ghost fish are like. Do you just feel like slapping on your face? Yeah, just on the floor. Is that how you know they're there? Yeah. So speaking yeah. of bullshit, they also go to talk to uh, the hotel's resident psychic, and this has got to be a sweet gig. Mm -hmm. Right. This lady's name is Madame Vera. Uh, she's exactly who you might think she would be from the description we've just given you, uh, and she correctly guesses that Zach and Nick have both already had paranormal experiences. Whoa, what a, Whoa. What a, yeah. a reach. And then immediately gets them to start telling like their own stories. She makes a wrong guess about something <laughs> later on. But because she was already right about the early thing, they don't care. And well, they just keep... no, she probably thought, okay, well, he was listening to music. Yeah. No, she, 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 she guessed that Nick heard music when he was experiencing this ghostly thing. And he says he didn't hear any music. He didn't hear anything. That lady's yeah. full shit. Now, here's the thing. I used to read tarot cards. And with this kind of like spiritual stuff that, that is like, like psychic, you know, future telling stuff. 
it's really just about like listening to what the people listening for what they want to hear really yeah. and then mm-hmm. like sort of reflecting that it's really really easy especially if the if they actually believe it in psychics and that kind of thing and ghosts because they will absolutely tell you exactly what they want to hear yeah and then you just have to be like oh yeah well and also exactly. if you're going to the stanley hotel to see ghosts or to experience ghosts Anything that happens, you're going to think it's ghosts. You're going to think it's yeah. ghosts. And so you're bound to believe that you already experienced something. So her saying that is not like. I'm sure she says that to everybody yeah. who walks into her yeah. office. Because why, why else would they go to her? The creepiest thing about that part was just her hitting on Zach for me, like the whole episode. <laughs> Wait, what? She? Was, she was. She was like all over him. And I was just like, that is wrong. He was into it, though. Like, I think, she's, I think was, this was more of her like, stroking his ego. Yeah, I think that. Oh, that was. Yeah, she was. But he was loving it. He <laughs> she was like talking about his his uh, strong, manly um, yeah. essence, kind of. I could right? feel your presence feel before you even came in here, she says. Yeah. Oh, God. She, <laughs> so nasty. <laughs> it was. Uh, after that, they go into the carriage house. By the is, way, the lady was like in her early 60s, I would say. Older lady, yeah. Yeah. Again, Zach's yeah. bread and butter. He, is... he gets a lot of cougars, I've noticed. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. In the last episode, there was a, um, a dancer who was really not shy about her attraction to her Zach. Her vagina. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. She did kind of this big squat, like... Like with her dress flowing down here so you couldn't see anything. And she was a cougar. Oh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I'm shaking my head. You can't see it. I'm shaking my head. <laughs> uh, the next stop is the carriage house uh, where we get the story of how the Stanley Hotel guy, Stanley, Mr. Stanley, also invented these steam cars called Stanley Steamers. And this carriage house is sort of where they used to keep a bunch of them. And now it's where they store the mattresses that people die on. <laughs> How's that for a legacy? So apparently this place is where they used to keep dead bodies when people would die um, because during the winter it's cold as fuck. You can't bury anybody. Um, And then in the 70s, it was converted into a motel. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So morgue turned into motel. uh, And now they just kind of keep a bunch of crap in there. And all the walls have been torn down. I wonder why they they don't have it as a motel anymore. Too many ghosts. I guess so. That's got to be it. Or maybe people thought, oh, that's a motel. (laughs) I came here for the hotel. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's not fancy enough. Yeah. It made the rich people uncomfortable. Yeah, peasants. Oh, there! I see, I see, I see poors roaming around the hotel lobby. That was us. We were the, we were the we unwashed were. masses because we didn't stay at the Stanley Hotel. By the way, we just sort of went in and walked. We around. just crashed it. Yeah. <laughs> But you can do that. Hotels totally. I remember. I don't know if you remember, but when we walked in there and we obviously didn't look like we were staying there. I was there. wearing fucking pajamas. Okay? <laughs> we, we were camping at Rocky Mountain National Park and we just decided to hop on in. And I remember trying to talk to the person at the front desk and he ignored me. <laughs> He wow. might not have heard me. I don't know. But anyway, we snuck upstairs and there were other people who snuck in or maybe they were staying there, but they were also looking for ghosts. So this um, this carriage house is where Celia got grabbed by the ghoulies while she was doing a paranormal investigation. And also where she brings it. She brings in another guy who is not identified, uh, who was part of this investigation, apparently. And he got like tackled by a ghost or something like that. Or like the ghost just got really up in his face. Because he was saying, we're going to tear this place down to, like, provoke them. That story doesn't really go anywhere, though. Like, they, they, nothing, this doesn't really come back later. So, Zach uh, interviews a child, 
in the next sequence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's uh, like 12. Yeah, her name is Bailey. She's very small. Uh, mm-hmm. And she believes that she is a psychic medium. She's she's very sincere. And I, I don't want to make fun of her because she seems like a very nice person. Um, For Zach's... Giving Zach some credit, he did not act like a creepy uncle. He actually was very cute and endearing with her. He seems to like children. Yeah. So good on you, Zach, I guess. Um, Apparently she has more, uh, she is more brave than he is because she was very cavalier about provoking the ghost of one Sir Lord Dunraven. Which uh, Zach is very jealous of his name. Zach's extremely jealous of Lord Dunraven. It's a pretty cool name. It is a cool name. Yeah, I agree. If you have the word Raven in your name, you're pretty cool. And Dun means black, so his name is Lord Black Raven, which Ooh. is very sweet. Well, yeah. and he used to be the original owner of the land, correct? Yes. Okay. And supposedly in room 401 is the Dunraven suite, and that's where he likes to hang out. Now, did he die on the property? Do they say that at all? I do not remember. I don't remember no. either. It would probably be better for the story if the answer was yes. <laughs> Which is probably why they didn't mention it. Yeah. <laughs> he probably didn't die. He's probably buried like over in England or something. Yeah, somewhere yeah. where he is actually from, like, maybe. Yeah, exactly. And there is a story that goes along with him in his room. Um, apparently, there was a dude from the Historic Hotels of America who visited and I think stayed in his room. And apparently when the, 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 the hotel staff were showing him around and they opened a closet door... He saw a man standing in there and freaked out. Um, and then he left. And then he left. Um, so so that's kind of cool. That's a cool story. I have to say Lord Dunraven has the best. Like if I was a ghost, I would stand in closets and jump out at people. Oh. Yes. Like, <laughs> like in Beetlejuice where yeah. they like pull their face apart. and Exactly. All these other ghosts are just not doing it right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're really, really need. I mean, they could they could be doing so much better, really. Could, oh, wait. In Beetlejuice. Yeah. No, when they're in the they're, closet. They get hunged. That's right. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of gory things. Um. Also, there is the story of the kissing ghost, which I thought was really funny. There's a husband and wife staying in a room, uh, and wife wakes up, sees a cowboy. Cowboy kisses her on the forehead and disappears. After pacing back and forth in the room. Uh, and that's where Aaron has to stay. Yeah. Of course. In because, a wig. <laughs> because Zach is no homo. No homo for Zach. But big homo for Aaron. Yeah. According to Zach. And Zach uh, makes him wear a wig to look like a girl. This is so... I cannot believe Aaron puts up with this shit. I know. This is my first time watching this episode, and I still felt really, really bad for Aaron. We always (laughs) feel bad for Aaron. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He He always has to put up with Zach's bullshit like this. And it's a really bad wig. It's It's not a terrible wig. (laughs) It's this awful, like, Raggedy Ann-looking shit. Where did they get it? I bet it's, like, been in the, the, the trunk of their their truck or something like that and they use it when they need it but they forgot about it for a while and now it looks like a nest so because the stanley will not allow them to use the entire hotel for a lockdown which is a reasonable choice on the stanley's part uh their compromise is that they record themselves all night long the day before the lockdown so we're here at lockdown day one each of the boys is in a particularly haunted room, um, which is okay. I gotta, I gotta highlight something here. They go out of their way to talk about room two seventeen and how it's the room that two three seven is based on in The Shining because it's like very extra spooky and like people, you know, end up getting too scared to stay there. None of them stayed in that room. They really? do not investigate this room at all. That's weird. They just talk yeah. about how it's the most haunted room in the hotel. Actually, and then leave it. is it is it closed off? 
to visitors. But you would think that th- you would they think would they would want to go there. Well, they got access to the carriage house. You yeah. would think they don't even like open the door. He stands like fifty feet from the door and records yeah. himself. What what this tells me is that somebody had that room that night, mm, and, yeah. and that they really couldn't get around it. It's yeah. probably like the most requested room. Oh sure, I'm sure you got to get on a waiting list to get in that room. Yeah, that would make sense. Uh, so to mention some other rooms, room four hundred one is the Lord Dunraven suite where that whole closet thing happened. Uh, room 428 is the one with the pacing ghost that kissed the lady on the forehead. And that <laughs> Z- uh, Aaron is going to be staying in. And Zach's staying in the Lord Dunraven room. Um, Nick is in the possession room? Is that Did I yeah. get that right? So Nick is in yeah. room 412, which is a room where a woman's bed apparently started elevating and, and going down again and again. And she was so hysteric she had to be escorted by police. And Zach got really excited because police were involved. <laughs> Anytime yeah. you got to call the cops. So <laughs> yeah. And then room 217 is the one that was inspired by The Shining, which they didn't go in at all, but they told us a side story that Jim Carrey once <laughs> stayed there and then left really quickly. Noted completely stable human being, Jim Carrey. Oh. <laughs> He married the anti-vax lady. Oh, you're he right. did, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they do this as they're preparing to spend the night in their respective rooms. They completely unnecessarily turn night vision on for the walk down the hallway, the well-lit hallway. So it's just this bright-ass green, completely washed-out shot. Um, and Zach does this really dramatic goodbye, good night thing. And Aaron says, honey, I'm home, as he walks into his room. <laughs> with the wig on. With the wig so he's kind of <laughs> leaning into it. I think. I hope he's having fun with this. I think he was. But he takes the wig off, like, immediately. So it's like, what was the point? Are you just, it was probably just be Just funny. humiliation. Yeah. Uh, Nick immediately starts getting some EVPs uh, and also some kind of weird mist. I didn't, I mean, none of these EVPs panned out for me. It's just your, yeah. your bog standard, like, stuff. There was one that said, apparently said, Hey, come on. And I just thought of Job and Arrested Development. Come on. Zach takes the opportunity to make a joke about uh, Aaron's snoring, (laughs) considering Aaron recorded himself all night. And they say that they caught an EVP in the midst of the snoring. I feel like that's a reach. It was probably a toot. It was probably a toot or more snoring. Um, And also, Zach takes this opportunity. First off, you know he loves laying in beds. He, okay, he's sleeping really fucking weird in this shot. Am I the only one who noticed this? He doesn't no. go under the covers at all. He's like a starfish right. and diagonal. And you know why? Yeah. You know why? Gotta show that bod. He took his shirt off. He took his shirt off. So you could see all those those pecs and the abs and all, all those tattoos stuff. and all his guns. And just doing different poses in bed so you know what sex positions he likes. Uh, he hears, he was awakened by a mysterious noise, so he says, and then he sleepily asks the ghost, commands the ghost to close that door. Nothing happens. Uh, apparently all of the EVPs were recorded during the witching hour, 3 to 4 a.m. Is that, is yeah. that what it is? That's what it is? 3 a.m. It's like match, like dark magic times. 3 a.m. is like the devil's hour or something. And if you watch Paranormal Activity, like it always happens at 3 a.m. I always thought it was midnight. I don't know why. I don't think so. Hmm. Yeah. I learned something. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So that's it for day one of the lockdown. Nothing much happens. This is one of the most exciting parts of the show. They arrive to day two in this totally tricked out hearse that looks awesome. It does look awesome. I don't know how they, apparently some Ghost Adventures fans own this hearse. And drove them for the honor of driving the Ghost Adventures crew around. No, I think, think it was. Hired it? I think it was the other way around, where the Ghost Adventures found out about this place that rents out hearses or drives people in a hearse, 
And they're like, we got to do that. We have to. Um, and this is like right off the bat. They don't do any extra investigating on day two. They just get right into the lockdown. And it's just the carriage house. Yep. That's it. They yeah. just spend the whole night in the carriage house. Uh, it, 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 right off the bat, it's them and Celia walking around. They got an orb, but they call it an unexplained light anomaly. Mm-hmm. Which is a very fun way to say that. Uh, the EMF comes out. Zach starts taunting some ghosts. You know... You, if you want us to leave, you got to get us out of here. Being and a tough guy. Nothing happens. Yeah, nothing from that. <laughs> nothing happens. Uh, except that Nick decides he wants to show us how dark it really is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you guys were so excited. It's that in every happened. episode. It's in every really? fucking episode. <laughs> and it's it, it blows my mind because it's such bad television. It's just dark. It's just a black screen. I'm sure Travel Channel hates it when they do that. And is this when they had, um, was that the orb with the shiny, the reflection? And he's like, it's not a reflection. And it is clearly a reflection yes, 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 from yes, their yes, camera. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you can even see the object on the other wall that yeah. shows what the reflection <laughs> is. Yeah, a couple of false positives on this one. Um, but the real star and of the then, it's Bill Chapel. It's Bill Chapel. The one, the only, the myth, the legend, Bill Chapel. Always looks the same, has a helmet hair on his head. Mr. Tomato Face. Smurf. I thought he looked like a hobbit. Emily, are you familiar with this figure, Mr. Bill Chapel? I am not. Okay. Bill Chapel is their resident uh, mad scientist. They had one in the beginning of the show whose name was Gary Galka, and Gary struck me as a very sincere man, whereas Bill Chapel is a snake oil salesman if I've ever seen one. <laughs> um, Bill comes in, and according to Zach, you can't get any more scientific than this, because the setup that Bill has is like six different cameras all pointed in the same direction. Uh, one is a three-spectrum camera, so I don't know what the fuck that could possibly be. One is an IR camera, and one is an UV camera, but the star of the show is this fucking sonar setup. It looks like it's from the 80s. It's Look- like he just taped a bunch of cameras together. Yeah, the guy yeah. looks like he just jammed, like, one of the cameras is a cell phone. Did you fucking notice no. that? Yes, one I of did. the cameras is like a fucking what? iPhone just rigged up to a goddamn, like, C-clamp. Oh, they're like, they're different cameras that apparently measure different wavelengths of energy. And so they've got like a UV and infrared and one of them is, is tied visible up. light. One of them is wired into an EMF detector so that anytime they get an EMF spike, it snaps a, a, a single photo. And they get one. They get one. Uh, we'll get to it, but it's yeah. underwhelming. And then Bill has this like new technology. This is the sonar device. Okay. So he calls it a double histogram. Okay. Um... And so I can see the that part of it is a histogram. Okay, sure. Um, so the histogram part of it is like a screen and you see this histogram. And basically it's supposed to be like echolocation. Like there's some signal that goes out, bounces off of things and comes back. So it like gives you a, a sense of distance of things. And so if... And and the distance is is shown as bars on your history. It looks it looks like a bar graph is what it looks like. It doesn't look yeah. like a picture. It looks like a bar graph of like how far something is from the 
sonar yeah. device. So if something's moving in front of you, you're going to see that reflected in the bars. Either, either they'll show up or they'll disappear if it's moving away. And then the second part of it has to do with temperature and it just measures temperature. And this was not adequately explained. No, it wasn't. It, it doesn't no. appear to, like, I have no idea what I'm looking at when they show us that part. And Zach just tries to make an analogy or an example of how this is used in real life. And he says it's like those treasure hunting ships. <laughs> Yeah. That said uh, yeah. signals to the ocean floor. You know, the treasure hunting ships? Yeah. He becomes convinced that he is feeling a ghost around him. And then Bill's sonar device apparently confirms this. Though Zach walks into frame, and I feel like that would probably also be detected by the sonar device. So I don't really know what we're supposed to be looking at here. All it's picking up is Zach walking around. Yes. Like you can clearly see that it's just him walking around and that's what it's picking up. It is Zach's physical body and not a spirit being detected. Yeah. Uh, They catch a mist, which apparently shows up on sonar right as Aaron walks over. (laughs) And they replay it like five times and you can't see anything. No, the mists in this episode are fucking invisible. (laughs) The arrow they put on screen is like so much more visible than the mist. They catch this big orb on camera that nobody talks about going into one of the haunted, supposedly haunted beds. I would have thought they were going to dive on that. Yeah. Was it the flashy things? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you see little flashy lights to the left on the screen and they never, ever mention it. Uh, at, at this point, after they've spent what must have been hours dicking around with these fucking sonar device, stupid camera rig things, Zach declares, we now have enough data to confirm the existence of these things that we have detected. Your data point is literally one. You have a sample size of one, and you have now, and you say that you have enough data. <sighs> Zach doesn't understand the scientific method. No, he doesn't. He tries to talk to the spirits that passed away on the mattresses that are stored in this carriage house, and he says to them, "Did you pass away in one of those beds? Do you regret that?" I'm sure most people that die regret dying. Yeah, yeah. usually it yeah, seems like usually, a bad thing. Yeah, and something out of your control. Mm. Yeah, I like how he keeps referring it to actual death yeah. as opposed to like not kind, actual death. Kind, kind of death. death. Semi-death. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, they smell cigar smoke. Oh, and that's when he, like Zach almost dies. In this episode, yes, he right? does. He, yeah. he trips and falls through some wood mm-hmm. and uh, regains his composure. He, may, he remains standing. So there's that. So basically nothing happens. And then Zach ends it by saying case closed. Yeah, case closed. And they do get one photo. They do get one photo uh, as the EMF fluctuates, and it looks kind of like a marshmallowy squid. I don't know what I'm supposed to believe. They call it a partial manifestation. Case closed, I guess. It's probably Lord, like, whatever Lord Face is doing. Yeah. It's probably Raven Man. Raven Man. Raven Man. He's probably just, yeah. Hanging out in the carriage house for whatever reason. Yeah. Instead of where he probably actually died. That would have been so cool (laughs) if there was actually, like like, a family of ravens that, like, lived... In this, maybe like the attic of the hotel and maybe caught or something. And then Zach would have been like, oh, it's him. They probably closed down the carriage house because it had like asbestos or something. And, and we know that that is no deterrent for the Ghost Adventures crew. <laughs> yeah. They do not mind. No, they don't. Really? Yeah. Guys, no. this, I mean, fucking, the Stanley Hotel is a really cool place. So I'm very disappointed in this episode, honestly, <laughs> yeah. because like this was. Nothing happened in this. There's one. actually an episode of, of the podcast Lore on the, that covers the Stanley Hotel. That's actually really interesting. I don't remember which episode it is, but y'all should try and find it. It's way more. It's way better than this. 
All hotels yeah. have ghost stories to go along with them. There are so many interesting ghost stories that come from the Stanley Hotel that they did not investigate at all. Yeah. Like the piano. We were in the, we, we sort of snuck into a ghost tour while we were there. It was like the equivalent of the ballroom in The Shining. Yeah, apparently there's a piano that sort of plays itself and you can hear, you could see a ghost playing it or something like that. And it's also a really cool looking room, mm-hmm. the piano room. It's like big and... And one wall is all mirrors, and it's just the piano in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. If you ever get the chance to be in Estes Park, Colorado, I really recommend it. It's, it's an amazing place. Beautiful. It's and re- then Rocky Mountain National Park is one of my favorite national parks. And oh, same with yeah. Max. It's beautiful. You, there's this hike in Rocky Mountain that, that ends at the, the the coolest vista I've ever seen in my life. It's alpine. Um, it's called the Emerald Lake Trail. So if you're an ever in Rocky Mountain National Park, which you should go because you want to support your national parks. Yep. Uh, get, check that Emerald Loop Trail out. It's really amazing. And it's only about an hour and a half away from Denver. It's really close. Yeah, so if you're visiting Colorado, I mean... And you, they also have a free shuttle service uh, from the park to Estes Park. And there's another smaller park nearby where camping is way cheaper. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like in a national or state forest. Something like that. That's basically attached to Rocky Mountain National Park. That's pretty cool. Colorado is beautiful. What was your favorite part, Emily? Oh, goodness. There were so many good things. I think Aaron and the wig is what could yeah. be my Aaron favorite. And Aaron and the wig. And I feel like that's the only part that, like, you can tell somebody's enjoying what they're doing is Aaron just, like, Aaron was having a good he was, time. He was flipping it around and getting it out of his face. And he was being goofy. He was being goofy. And then it was really disappointing when he got in the room and he took it off. I wonder if Zach got really pissed when he found out that he took it off. Aaron, yeah. you took that wig off. Yeah, that's why the cowboy didn't show up and kiss you. Like, <laughs> you, you ruined it, Aaron. Yeah. We didn't get any evidence because of you. How about you, yeah. Cassie? Um, I think Zach taking his shirt off and lying in weird positions in his bed in that one room. I think that was a good summation of who he is as a person. That's very much all Zach right there. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's the fish ghost scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stupid fucking like, apparently some people see fish in here or whatever. I don't know. The man can't tell a joke. No, He's he really can't. bad at it. It just is, whenever he tries to tell a joke, you just feel so embarrassed for him. It's really pathetic. Was Is his hair always yes. like I, that? Yes. Because- <laughs> well, the thing is, though, especially with this episode, like comparing it to season three and then, oh, yeah. like, as you go up in seasons, his hair gets higher and higher and higher and more knife-like. Higher and higher. <laughs> And then in later seasons, he starts wearing the hat because something's happening with his hair up there. I don't know. Um, This his hair is, believe it or not, better, has gotten better since the beginning of the series. Yeah, that's true. There is an episode that is famous for me uh, where he's doing the walk and talk thing at the beginning and his hair, the sun is directly above him and his hair is sticking out flat in front of his face. So it is casting a shadow across his entire face and you cannot see his face because of it. And his spiked hair was like kind of. In disarray, kind of in different directions. Yeah, just sort of going out in whatever direction. Whereas late in our later seasons, including this one, they are like perfectly in line, same direction. Almost but, like Johnny Bravo. Like he's, yeah, it's yes, like the black yes. haired like Johnny Bravo. Great thing going connection. On. Yes. great connection. <laughs> and yes. like the black shirts, and he's trying to be really, all like buff. And, yes. Yeah. Except, Zach is really emulating Johnny Bravo. Except yeah. dangerously, because those things are sharp. You yeah. Poke your eye out. You could. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thanks again for listening. Uh, it, it really means a lot to us that you come out and, and support us by listening to Insanely Haunted, this dumb show that we do for fun. 
Um, we don't spend any money advertising it, so the best way that you can support us is to tell all your friends. Uh, if you have a friend who doesn't watch Ghost Adventures, first of all, what are they doing? Uh, secondly, it's it's you are obligated to introduce them to Ghost Adventures. And then if they like it, you can introduce them to Insanely Haunted, mm-hmm. and we can all watch it together. That's it's, the fun part. It's a fun thing to do, like a once-a-week Ghost Adventures binge with your friends and just like, I don't know, if, if you like to drink or smoke weed, it's kind of fun to, to feel it's goofy for. Goofy. it because it is a goofy show but if you don't do that that's cool too and and you can laugh anyway so um uh, another great way to show your support is to leave a rating on apple podcasts uh that helps us be- get found by other ghost adventures fans mm-hmm. um y'all gave us one of our best weeks of all time very recently so thank you thank you again for all of that support it's really really heartwarming to see you coming out to support us uh, because you don't have to. Yeah. So the fact that you do is wonderful. You guys uh, are awesome. Thank you. And of course, support your national parks and state parks. But don't ask the rangers about ghosts. Because they 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 probably hear about it too much. They'll look at you like you're crazy. Uh, how did you enjoy watching your first episode of Ghost Adventures, Emily? I loved it. I, I uh, listened to you guys' podcast. I'm a recent subscriber. Yes. And I love it. It's um, I feel like my life has changed and this is definitely something <laughs> that uh, I need to introduce to my friends. Hell it's, yes. It's yes. definitely something that um, I have some friends of mine who would definitely enjoy this because it is just, and you said this was like a lame episode, and I just think this really? is amazing. I guess yeah. we've raised the bar for ourselves so much. <laughs> uh, just wait till you get to a real, real good one, a real barn burner. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Leandra, for providing the art for the that we use for our show. Thank you, Leandra. She did that for free for us, so it's really great. And um, there was one more thing. Gee, damn it. Oh, uh, yeah, you can message us. Yeah, send us a message on Facebook. Send us an email, insanelyhauntedpodcast at gmail.com. Visit insanelyhaunted.com to see the lovely artwork that Cassie makes for every episode. And if you ever like find out news that we haven't posted please yet, share. please share because chances are we haven't heard about it. If we ever hear about amazing Ghost Adventures news, we will post it. So yeah, if you don't see it, then we don't know and you should tell us. So thank you to everyone who's been giving us updates on on their, their happenings. Because we're all one big Ghost Adventures family. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess that's about it, huh? Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks again for listening. My name is Max. I'm Cassie. I'm Emily. And you just heard a Class A EVP.